0: Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidrick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, two but oh pay-per-views, oh. premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich look ahead to AEW Rampage tonight, a show that has been very eventful in recent weeks. Obviously, with CM Punk's huge announcement last week as well
1: uh yeah absolutely um i expect this to be a return to normal um but i have received adam willborn a non-spoiler indication of Ooh, quality on this show good stuff um and it's meant to be really really good might really? be better than the usual seven um and happily reassuringly the crowd apparently maintained the enthusiasm throughout good stuff and this was credited by my source um, to Eddie Kingston, who basically should be world champion <laughs> because he's so incredibly, tremendously over. Um, he's doing the best work of a career that's gone, sadly, unnoticed until he's obviously arrived in AEW and just shone as just an absolute superstar. Um, so apparently his match is incredibly heated. and There's another match on this show that has been described as excellent.
0: If you were going to book him against anyone for Forbidden Door. Who would you like to see him face?
1: Well, I think the natural fit would have been Tomohiro Ishii, but they had the match um, for New Japan in the States. I forget the name of the show itself. Windy City, right? Something like that. Anyway, they had the match. It was um, tremendous. Um, I was talking yesterday on the Dynamite review, which if you've, you've somehow missed, go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm always very impressed by workers who can do strong style well because there's a deliberate Pattern to the matches, there's a certain amount of things that you can do. There's a certain you can, in effect, they're limited, but it's like a three chord pop song in a way. Mm. Whereas I'm always super impressed by the ability to arrive at a new hook when mm-hmm. you're only using like three chords. Um, so it's a similar, similarly incredibly impressive way of doing new things within such a, a limited formula. So when Moxley stamped the mat and then popped on. So it's just this beautiful tweak on how to convey fight and spirit. And Ishii did it with Kingston here because he got dropped on his neck with a suplex and then didn't just get up and roar in defiance. He literally sprinted across to Kingston to give him one back. So that match was tremendous. You should check it out if you haven't already. I'm obviously making that difficult because I can't remember the name of the goddamn show <laughs> it's on. So that would have been my first pick. Um, Eddie Kingston idolizes the four pillars of all Japan Pro Wrestling. We know that um, he dresses in the same color palette as Toshiaki Kawada. He um, mirrored Misawa at Full Gear mm-hmm. 2020. Like We know he absolutely loves it. He blends that style into his work. There's a fifth pillar, Junaki Yama. Now, he's um, more associated with DDT than New Japan Pro Wrestling, and this is a New Japan Pro Wrestling X um, AEW show, But if they want to sort of expand, because The Forbidden Door has also been used um, as a catch-all marketing phrase um, for associations with Impact Wrestling Mm -hmm. and DDT and Keith Lee somehow, even though that wasn't particularly forbidden. (laughs) Um, So it can sort of be, It doesn't really mean anything. Mm. Like, not least of which, because it's no longer forbidden. But you know what I mean. Um, so I'd love to see Kingston versus Akiyama. I don't necessarily think that New Japan would be desperate to put that on, mm-hmm. even though I can imagine Tony Khan will be at some point desperate to do it on behalf of Kingston. Um, or I really don't know. Like, the thing about Eddie Kingston is how people think that he might be able to work one particular style, but he's... Just absolutely tremendous. You can mm. go against anyone. Um, if you had to put me on the spot, and you have, and I've tried to talk around it. <laughs> um, Ishii was the one. He was the absolute one. So now that, that it's already gone. <laughs> Load up the New Japan roster page. We've going on a tangent here, but it's only Rampage. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty difficult one to preview when you know it's been taped and you kind of got a good idea of who's going to win and what the matches are going to be. <laughs> Oh, we've got photo. Oh, we got.
0: Oh, we got some there. There we go. Because
1: some of the top tier workers, I don't necessarily blend well with the style. Um, like Sonata, be good to get some emotion in a Sonata match because Eddie Kingston's got enough of both of them. Um, but I don't know if their styles would mesh or if it'd be a particularly hot match. Um Accorda we know is occupied. Shingo is a potential choice here because Eddie Kingston's got that extreme value where he can just lose, but you love him so much that he'll never not be over. And I think Shingo's so explosive and such a superior athlete to Kingston that him sort of dominating Kingston and Kingston sort of knowing, I can't keep up with you, but mm. I'm not going to get beaten by you. I think that could be a really good dichotomy and that would work fabulously. Yeah, I think I'm kind of leaning towards Shingo.
0: Mm, I like that as a pick. Sorry just bring that on you. just popped into my... head that's quite all nice. right. We'll talk a little about him versus uh, Jake Hager in, in due course, but let's start uh, with a big story as we head towards Rampage tonight, and that is the in-ring debut in AEW of Will Ospreay, uh, teaming with Aussie Open. This is sort of a WCPW X AEW match because they're facing FTR and Trent Barretta. Um, I saw this talked about quite a lot on social media, but I thought we'd bring it up here as well. For people who may be unaware of... Uh, Will Ospreay, what can they expect tonight? It's what?
1: (sniffs) He's just an unpleasant human being, but as we discussed again on the Dynamite Review, his work is so phenomenal, like legitimately like awe-inspiring. How can he possibly do this? And the worst thing is it's like, you know when you see just an absolute thick-as-a-brick Premier League footballer, you see them interviewed, Mm. and you're like, my God, you are dense.
0: <laughs>
1: and yet you've got an incredible tactical awareness, an incredible like range of passing and the vision and um just the mental ability to play the game of football where you're like you're really clever with your movement and passing and you just you're somehow really clever at this one thing.
0: Wayne Rooney's a perfect example. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like Will Ospreay's Will Rooney.
0: I don't understand how
1: he can tell such incredible stories in the ring. He's not just this phenomenal athlete. Like if you watch his work, and it's quite hard in the clap crowd era, Mm. um, and you know you don't necessarily want to really go out and watch someone you think's just a bit of a cock. He's still absolutely tremendous. Um, He's pretty much. You could argue he's pretty much the. I hate to say this because it's Will Ospreay, but he he could be considered the perfect modern professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. He's a super athlete. He can use his stamina and athleticism to tell um, just these incredible stories, but he knows exactly how to pace the struggle, when to do the comebacks, when not to do certain things, um, and how to build drama. And really, he's had some classics with Shingo in front of clap crowds that feel like they should be the most daunting things on earth. You've got the bleakest atmosphere, which becomes all the more bleak when you're watching WWE and AEW in front of, like, fans. Some Mm -hmm. of them loud in AEW, some of them not in (laughs) WWE. But, you know, it feels like we've kind of returned to normal, which just underscores how bleak clap crowds are in New Japan. And yet, despite going over, like, 40 minutes at a time in these matches with Shingo, like, they are just absolutely out of this world, Mm. incredible. Like, the craft, the pacing, the action... um, yeah, Will Ospreay is a phenomenal professional wrestler. He's not someone I would personally seek out his entire body of work, but when it actually happens in front of you, it is impossible, like legitimately kind of impossible, not to get swept up in the drama he's able to generate. Um, so I've heard that he enters an absolutely sublime individual performance here. He can't do anything that isn't awesome. He's like, it he doesn't work like Danielson. You know when you watch Danielson, you just have this feeling of, it's impossible for a select group of people to not have unbelievable matches. Young Bucks can't have not unbelievable matches. Kenny Omega, um, Brian Danielson. And it's like, just to put into perspective how good these people are, and I count Will Ospreay among them. Like CM Punk, Mm. absolutely great. He's cleverer at certain things than any other wrestler. But he can have bad matches. He can have matches that are merely quite good. Um Cody Rhodes, who I hold in the highest regard. He's just got five stars in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Has he? Yes. Sorry, we should have played that game. We like to play a game in the office where we guess a star rubbish at it, so. um, mainly because I want to give MJF five stars. Yeah. <laughs> but Cody's got a gentleman's three in him. Um Seth Rollins has had a blinding year. He can sometimes just have a you know, a a, a merely good match. Osprey, Omega, Danielson Bucks. <laughs> Even Shingo's struggled against evil in Mm. recent years. But that's how good Will Ospreay is, to say, in a very long way. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing him
0: when I first joined the company and was working with WCPW. I'd I'd seen a lot of him. I'd heard uh, even more about him. And uh, arguably went in like, go on then, let's see what you can do. And I remember just checking when that was. It was an episode of Loaded uh, where they faced War Machine, the Swords of Essex. And his partner got injured in that match. And he just went, oh, cool. I'm just guessing wrestling for two people here. Like, it, even more so in singles matches. But in that, it was just jaw-dropping, like you say. Um, and and, and shout-out to Aussie Open as well, who, who worked a lot for WCP. Yeah, they're an
1: awesome team. And
0: now this this trio, you may have seen some clips doing the rounds on social media yesterday of people saying, here's what to expect from this this threesome of the United Empire. Um and I, I think it is going to be a real eye-opener for people who maybe don't know, uh, uh, should know more, but will now, now know more when you see these three working together. It feels like a straightforward, not straightforward, but an obvious victory for United Empire to lead us further towards uh, towards the Forbidden Door match. And uh, Tremberetta feels like the guy you have to pin there because you've got your tag champs who just, uh, tag champs of Ring of Honor and number one contenders in in AEW, as Dax was pointing out on social media, yeah,
1: they're clearly not the number one contenders. Uh, maybe Tony Khan teams them, but not Christian Cage. No, nope. yeah. books the tag team division. <laughs> like, and uh, people, carnage
0: whilst Kenny is or Kenny's away, you see.
1: Absolutely, like people don't like it when we're down on the product, but like we're just pointing out yeah. illogical things in the sort of uh, AEW universe right now. I don't want to point these things out but they impact my enjoyment of the show, and it is my job, kind of, to point out these things. Yep, um, Trent will take the fall, which... And I know this is probably preview fodder for another show, but like it just leads me to think, what is Ospreay doing at Forbidden Door? He's doing something. Obviously, he wouldn't be on AEW television if they weren't trying to get him over in anticipation of appearing at that show. He's going to do a wonderful match here, something so good that, but at the same time, he's going to keep something behind to make you want to see him do... A much longer match. They could do some incredibly convoluted ten man, I guess, where some other best friends like maybe returning Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor could join um, FTR and Trent to work Osprey, Aussie Open and um, Jeff Carbon Great O'Khan. I would take Osprey versus Orange Cassidy in a singles. Oh, yeah. I was going to say I could. You could easily
0: see off the back of this, then maybe booking something random like Aussie Open challenging for the Ring of Honor titles against FTR, and and then you've got that frees up Osprey to have a singles match. I'd like to see him more in a singles match, if I'm honest. Yeah. But like you say, that you, you know, you've told me before about all the politics of how this comes together.
1: Absolutely. I think if a returning Orange Cassidy, and this is quite a fittingly Japanese wrestling development. Um, if he's just returning from injury and he's working a guy who wrestles all the time and he's in form, then Osprey could beat an Orange Cassidy and I think that dynamic would work well. I always like to picture um, when Orange Cassidy has like um, the, the showdown with the mm. weak kicks. I always like to think of the reaction that the <laughs> other person has yes. and Osprey's would be funny.
0: Swerve is a name we popped into my head when you said Osprey. Oh, that would be good That's well. just a taste. I have no idea how you book it or how they get there or what Keith Lee's busy doing, but...
1: Sorry, I'm still on what would Osprey... How would Osprey react to Orange Cassidy when he's, like, doing the whole... What a bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's Keep right. me harder, you <laughs> f***ing f- <laughs> do you think you want? F***ing Will Osprey. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of doing it. Don't f***ing muck me off. <laughs> Uh, here, like, now that we're like sisters in the same space, and you see Osprey, Osprey and Omega. I'm gonna swear in a second, but it's around the same ballpark, so I'm not gonna create too much more work for you. Um, Osprey was interviewed by someone, and I think him and Omega are trying to work this online shooty feud to one day build a match where the whole idea is that Omega. Turned around, Osprey, and said, "I'm leaving. It's up to you and Jay White to continue the work that I've done." And the whole premise is, um, Omega doesn't believe Osprey's done this, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Osprey, trying to build this, was expressing his disappointment that his mentor, one of his heroes in wrestling, Kenny Omega, has expressed disappointment uh, disappointment in him, and, and now he hates him for real. Like, we hate that's a buy the match sort of thing. Yeah, and Osprey. I don't really want to put over it again, but this popped me. You know, he's out there, and I've been trying to, you know, fly the flag for, for New Japan. Yeah, you know, fucking you no know, man's trying to <laughs> me off.
0: I love him. He's going to take the piss out of Yeah. Um, It's not the only debut, of course, on uh, Rampage tonight. Satnam Singh in action,
1: teaming with Jay Lethal. How do you think he's going to get on? Well, not very well, considering this is a tag team match. Mm. That's the big indication. Look, this is the way to do it. Um, To give WWE rare praise, they had it perfect with the Moss. Yeah. With the AJ Styles thing. Like, it's so very simple. You have a spectacle performer. You're not going to not push because people are naturally drawn to... Like incredibly impressive physical specimens, realizing they can't actually work. If you put them in a tag team or as the heater of a stable and let the workers who can't work do the work, then they can come in, do an impressive power spot or two, win the match. I expect this to be more similar to that than anything else. Um, yeah, it's just that natural curiosity value of yes. how high can you lift people? How much are they going to look like they've been ruined when you've slammed them to the mat? Jay Lethal, again, someone I don't really want to put over, but he's pretty excellent at his craft. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This should be uh, good, but the fact that he's in a tag team means that it's a very gentle introduction to someone who they've. Uh, all wrestling functions to make money in the end. So it's unfair to criticise AEW for pushing Satnam Singh under the idea of I just want to make money off him they don't really care about that you can't wrestle so, well all of it exists to make money it's, <laughs> yes. it's a capitalistic em- enterprise like please don't be silly about this um, but it's whether or not he's so bad that AEW are going to get pelters for being so transparent about it um, but again they've protected themselves it would seem um, by teaming him with Jay Lethal I think they're going to win
0: I get a feeling they're going to win, whether it's against, like, I don't know, the the Workhorsemen or bloody Lutheran Serpentico or whoever it may be, or just local competitors. I think it's going to be a straightforward victory with maybe one (coughs) big move from Satnam Singh. I think you're exactly right with that one. Straightforward squash. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare
1: provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Right, let's talk about Eddie Kingston versus Jake Hager um because you know, we've we've had mixed emotions when it comes to Jake Hager, often when Tony Khan says... As opposed to him, who has none. Yes. When he often when Tony Khan says, this is the greatest match I've ever seen. And we watch it and you go, Tony, what are you watching, mate? But he's a good big lump to put in against Kingston uh, on this road to, well, the hair versus hair match next week and, of course, eventually blood and guts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you might as well get your money out of him at some point. Jake Hager. Going but to I, shape contract season. I don't want to go... ah no not a cynical bastard. It's almost impressive. It's good corny stuff, that. Um, look, do you need your money's worth? Because Tony Khan's a billionaire, and <laughs> I don't want to go to the whole Vince McMahon philosophy of, don't do tag team wrestling, just because that's double the pay that I have to give out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, you know... Hager's got a cush. I don't necessarily want to see him challenged, and removed from his comfort zone, because that would involve me watching him wrestling singles matches, which he hasn't really done particularly well. But I'll tell you something about Jake Hager, right? They've used him perfectly. They haven't overexposed him. He's not the best wrestler in the world. He doesn't have the most presence. But he's great as the sort of deadpan comedic idiot. And he's great in brawls, as we saw at um, Anarchy in the Arena. And he's a goddamn good tag team wrestler as well. He really is a good tag team wrestler. So this isn't his specialist area, wrestling by himself. But the hope here is that Eddie Kingston has got so much fire Mm. that he can really get something out of Hager. Like, Hager should really look at this as an opportunity. It's pretty hard to just change your personality. Like, I can't stop being a cock, personally. (laughs) My wife tells me this all the time. You're right, dick, aren't you? Um, But, yeah, you can't just suddenly, through osmosis, take someone's personality and use it. But, you know... He should be able... If you're in the ring with Eddie Kingston, who gets into a zone like that is unparalleled mm-hmm. in the entire industry, and you've got the crowd fired up behind Eddie Kingston, who is fighting his heart out in front of you and just bringing a great match out of everyone because he lives for this, surely even Jake Hager is going to have to, like, roar a bit mm. or show some kind of, like, power. I just... This should be one of Jake Hager's most memorable singles outings. And if it isn't genuinely against that specific opponent, yeah. I would never book him in a singles match again because it just feels like a waste of time.
0: Because we we you hit praise on him when he was doing the tag stuff with Jericho.
1: Yeah, that's the most underrated tag team in AEW history. Like, Je- Chris Jericho was an amazing tag team wrestler. He's an underrated tag team wrestler. The sex gods were great. Um, he did some great stuff with Jake Hager in, like, the... Late summer of 2020, um, Jericho and Hager, that was a good tag team. So he's not without merit or value, but this is the sort of... No one's hyped for this match, and, you know, it's not their fault. It's kind of Hager's, um, but I expect good things. and I, I expect ex- it
0: to be loud, at least. I've heard it's loud. And I expect <laughs> very cynical commentary from Chris Jericho as well, if he's in the booth. Oh, yeah, that should be good value as well. Maybe he has a hat on. He's ashamed of the bit of hair that he's already missing. Yes, yes, that's exactly his wheelhouse, isn't it? Just, I'm very excited for this insane step top
1: dynamite we've got next week. It's twenty like, on one. It's got twenty on one with Wardlow versus the security yeah. guards. Hair versus hair with Chris Jericho versus um, Ortiz, and the ladder match. It's like AEW uncensored. <laughs>
0: Uh, we've also got Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet. I really like the reinvention that Chris Statlander's
1: gone on recently. Yes, um, it's, you know, we've discussed it before, but it's just a good departure from that rule she had. There was a ceiling over her head where I was like, right, it's quirky. You've stopped saying she's an actual alien. Got rid of that boop. Uh, i hey, of that. Yeah, got rid of the did they stop announcing her from the Andromeda Galaxy? It's one of those where it's like, right? She thinks she is; she isn't. I can go with that. Like Jim Ross needed to let it go, I could let it go. The fact same that, with
0: Abaddon, you said as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You just think oh, she's a yeah. yeah I, I don't really miss her to be honest. Um, yeah, look, it's a better direction. I'm a little bit concerned that she's in that sort of convoluted soup. AEW mid-card stuff where they try and get... It's the opposite of deft dovetailing, where they're trying to put so many parts and then together to arrive at trios matches and to get opponents before the real boss, which is apparently Jade Cargill. Mm. It, I just don't really feel like I can believe in this story. Yeah, it's, this not, sh- it's not like Inner Circle versus the Elite stuff, is no, it? It's it, that isn't which is the model. Yeah, it's
0: the, it's the bigger picture of eventually Athena versus Jade Cargill, isn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely, and this arrives at that, and then maybe Statlander should be the one to take the TBS title. the The fans so? are completely and solidly behind her. I think at some point the Stokely Hath- Hathaway Jade Cargill um, Association will realize its incredible potential to such an extent that Cargill. In Stokely will become baby faces because they'll be so entertaining. Exactly, yeah. So I think we're nearing the time now where she can lose that title as a heel. And why wouldn't it be Statlander? Despite being told over and over again, I don't really care about women's wrestling. We don't care. We'll just do some NXT booking. And, and that was just this week to arrive at certain matches and it's in the same um segment of every show and all the rest of it. Amid this apathetic landscape people really believe in Chris Statlander when they haven't been given enough reason to care about so many, mm. if not all of these women, not named Jade Cargill or Britt Baker. So she has to be the one. She's obviously going to win this. And if you recall, they had a match really not too long ago on Rampage. And despite some overt NXTisms of shock kick-out faces, where they were trying to manufacture drama on top, of actual yeah. real drama, so more's the pity. Yeah. It was really, really good. Uh, so I expect this to be a low-key banger. Did you see, uh, I've been on a bit of a social
0: media trawl this morning, did you see who Stokely Hathaway got stuck next to on the flight home? Who? Eddie Kingston. Ah! <laughs> Imagine that, just buckling up. See him walking, not me, not me, not me, not me. Oh. If you're Stokely Hathaway, I'd love to sit next to Eddie yeah. Kingston, of course. Uh, and also, I'm, I w- this isn't a Twitter beef. This is all friends just poking each other on social media. Athena and Jade Cargill are going at it. But I did like Alexa Bliss's... Put down of Jade Cargill, which is just, it's one of the best ones because it's, there's no coming back from it because it's like, you can say, oh, you're rubbish, and you say, oh, you're rubbish. But Alexa Bliss said, who are you? Like, it's the Conor McGregor. Who'd is that good?
1: Who'd not guy?
0: Like, it, there's no, uh, well, actually, I'm, uh, it doesn't just don't, yeah. but let's not get out. I mentioned there's this on the There's certain things news. you can't
1: come back no, from. No,
0: but I mentioned this on the news. It's just a bit of fun. You don't need to go to bat for anyone on social no, media. No, we no. don't need to go after anyone. I'm really excited for Athena versus Jake Cargill. I just wanted to hit see uh, to hit more eclipses, basically. Yes, absolutely,
1: absolutely. It's
0: just the, the the best. The
1: one you can't come back from, and I know I say it with you and MGF, as a bait between mates. Yes. But when you see someone in the replies of a girl, yeah, and they are, like, being really suspiciously nice, mm-hmm. because men tend to treat women more nicely... Ulterior motives. Ulterior motives, yes. depending on whether they want to get the gag. <laughs> and when you see evidence of this, it's like, oh, you know, I really just thought this post was so wonderful. Uh, I thought it was great. And oh, God, I think people are being so nasty to you, my queen and all the rest of it. And someone just goes, not going to shock you, mate. It's like <laughs> instantly you get conjured in your head the idea of this guy Cack in hand, <laughs> desperate with his creepy Ross Geller ulterior motive. Get bent, mate. I also sometimes
0: do quite like, and it takes a bit of effort. The SpongeBob caps, low caps, caps, low caps. <laughs> so, so so ridiculous. Anyway, uh, finally, Nicholas le- got us with that once. did he? Yeah. Oh, there's no. He's no coming back to Nicholas ever. No, no, no. he's the king. you? Well, yeah. Well, you're.
1: Really bloody handsome, so really bloody handsome. You've got thick, luxurious hair. Excellent taste. Excellent taste. Exceedingly well dressed. An incredibly good guy as well. He's got every excuse in the world, Adam Nicholas, to be a dick. Oh God! But he just one million percent isn't.
0: Yeah. What a knobhead!
1: Yeah, I do hate him on <laughs> some <laughs> level when he's not
0: here, but then when he's here, oh, I love him. he lights up a room. Anyway, Huckhausen. What's next for them? We're going to hear from them on tonight's show. And I thought, all oh, right, that's going to lead on from... Uh, uh. Like, uh, is it... What is it? Is it are they, are they going to announce more tag team stuff? Are they going to announce... A, like, there's a photo of them with a, their taps off. And I thought they should do some sort of buddy holiday movie, to be perfectly honest.
1: I think they should do nothing. They're You're obviously going not it. going to do nothing. It was cute. It was a nice diversion. Um, I think they've arrived at it because two memes equals, like one plus one meme equals two memes equals more traffic and buzz and whatever. At uh, the time, uh, I think the, the sun has set on their day in the sun.
0: The buy-in match was good, wasn't it? That was yes, a nice. Like, that, could, maybe that, been, that maybe should have been.
1: Maybe that's be, it. Maybe, that,
0: maybe they're going to announce they're going the separate ways. Uh, I
1: hope so. Like, uh, like cast your mind back to Hook's debut, right? And I know you'll never get as hot as the debut or the first appearance, but the goal should be to approach that. Hook was considered... TNT, give him the TNT title. I know he's only had two matches, but he's the best. Give him it. Um, he's going to be the next headliner. He's the best. And now he's sort of been sucked into this sort of uh, mimi vortex mm-hmm. of low-stakes, fun... And I just think that... I get it. I get the contrast. You're meant to think that Hook is more of a badass contrasted with Danhausen, who's this weird, quirky little uh, geek. But how much of a badass does Hook look next to him? Um, He looks like a a badass in and of himself, Mm -hmm. and he should be doing something more substantial. And the longer that, he doesn't do anything substantial. Maybe this is because he's not quite ready, but what's he really going to... I think he needs to be... um, Tested, mm, I or agree. go on excursion. Ooh, that's just a Like shout. a little indie run, or something along these lines. Because I feel like this is not only is it not as cool as it was when Hook was just being a badass, um, but it's it's just run its course as a novelty in and of itself. I think so. If they were to say, "Look, thank you for having my mac <clears throat> uh, go and Win, I don't know, fuck, I don't do dinosaurs and shit. Just split up. I want to see who Hook be Hook again,
0: or a challenge for Forbidden
1: Door. I don't want Danhausen anywhere near Forbidden Door. Toru
0: Yano versus Danhausen.
1: No, I want to. I know I just booked Casti versus Osprey, but Casti Toru Yano. Yeah, that's has to go second, so I'll think it's something else for Osprey to do. Um, Danhausen can do nothing. Um, hook, right? Renaria. Like a nice little eight-minute Young Lions um, thing. That would do me nicely. Maybe that could be a buy-in match. Yeah. like a proper, Like This is our best Young Gun versus your best Young Gun. I know other people don't necessarily... There's loads of great Young Lions. I think Narita's the one for me, but people have different interpretations. But basically, Hook versus... The consensus best young lion.
0: Mm, I like that. more. that makes me look forward to AEW Rampage even more. Let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at Uh, WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. Of course, you can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can buy his brilliant book, Becoming All Elite, still on Amazon right now. The Rise of AEW. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilburn Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and Hamlet have previewed SmackDown a little bit earlier on today. You've got Wrestle Culture coming your way uh, with a hashtag Bloody good Quiz as well. And then on Monday, myself and Sid will be back to review AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we We'll see you
1: soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.